More great music in a moment. The platform. Step up and speak out. Good evening and welcome to Talk Time on ZFM Stereo. This is The Impact and I am your host, Martha Mamombe. Tonight's program is a third part of a 13-part series in association with the Zimbabwe Election Support Network. Tonight, we are discussing the importance of citizens' participation in the biometric voter registration blitz. At the end of this series, we hope to sensitize and encourage eligible citizens to go and register to vote in next year's harmonized elections. The Zimbabwe Electoral Commission set up 2,700 registration centers across the country in the first half or the first phase of the BVR blitz that ran from the first to the 28th of February 2022. Now the second leg of this blitz has just commenced and it will run from the 11th to the 30th of April 2022. So make sure you take note of those dates. The second phase ends on the 30th of April this month. Tonight, I'm joined over the phone by Commissioner Jasper Mangwana, who is from the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission. I'm also joined by Makaita Shumba, who is a Special Projects Officer from the Zimbabwe Election Support Network. Good evening to you both and uh, welcome to the program. Good evening, Martha. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time with us tonight. Commissioner, I want to quickly just get on with it and start with you. What is the mobile biometric voter registration blitz? Give us an overview of how it differs from the previous method of registering to vote. Thank you so much. Uh, I would say that the mobile voter registration blitz, uh, this is when the commission uh, goes out to the people, to communities where people are resident. We usually register people to vote. Uh, at our static centers, which are 73, which are always open throughout the year, which are 63 district offices and 10 provincial offices. But when we are doing a mobile water registration, which is when the commission is setting up mobile registration centers in different communities, in, in looking at each constituent, because we set up these according to the constitution that we have in this country, especially on this one, because this is going to inform us on the delimitation process. So the commission is setting up mobile voter registration centers, 2,718 uh, mobile voter registration centers from the 11th up until the 30th, 30th of April. And these are going to be mobile moving in different continuities. We've put two uh, mo- mobile voter registration teams per constituent in the 210 constituencies that the country has over and above the 73 centers that I've spoken about. And we're encouraging uh, the public to come and register to vote closer to their do- doorsteps to make sure that it's easy because we are... All right. It looks like we have lost uh, the commissioner, but we'll get uh, a hold of him once again. Makaita, let me come to you. As civil society, you have indispensable an indispensable role to play where elections are concerned. I imagine that uh, you complement what the government is doing. And if you are not doing that, you're reminding authorities of the loopholes that exist in these processes. What programs is the Zimbabwe Election Support Network embarking on in the BVR Blitz mobile registration? 
Um, thank you very much, Martha. Um, as this, as this, we are conducting quite a number of activities, and these are aimed at sensitizing and encouraging citizens to participate in voter registration, especially the BVR blitz that is ongoing. Um, we've got uh, radio programs uh, that we're conducting to reach out to citizens, and these are national radio programs as well as community radio programs. Uh, we also have got social media campaigns uh, with daily nuggets uh, that that are aimed at um, voter registration issues, and we'll be reaching out to uh, citizens uh, on WhatsApp, on Facebook, on Twitter with voter registration messages to encourage citizens to go out and register to vote. Um, we've also had virtual public meetings. Our physical meetings have been limited due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but we've got virtual public meetings as platforms to discuss issues of voter registration and the participation of citizens in electoral processes. Um, we've also been distributing e-flyers with information on voter registration. And currently we've got an e-flyer that is information on phase two of the BVR bliss. It is, it's providing information on the dates of the of the bliss um, as well as who can register to vote and the registration requirements. So far, it, 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 that's, what, that's what we are doing. All right, interesting. So tell us, what is needed for a person to register to vote? For me, the first time I ever registered to vote, that was prior to the 2018 elections. It was super easy. It took me about five minutes, if not less than that. And it was interesting because it was a time when many of my colleagues were just registering to vote for the first time. And it was exciting because we all went together um, as a group. I don't see that happening at the moment with the mobile voter registration exercises. Could that be a reflection of maybe just voter apathy? People are not interested. Do they know what is needed to register to vote? How, how would you uh, assess this? Um, thank you very much, Martha. Um, as this we have been observing the phase one of the BVRB, and we have noted uh, low turnout in most registration centers. And um, we've noted that it's basically due to lack of knowledge. It was evident in in most registration centers that we visited. Um, you'd see one person coming with a driver's license to come to register to vote and shows that they don't know the requirements, um, the appropriate requirements for one to come and register to vote. Um, we, we, there is lots of information, matter that is being disseminated, but it's mostly on social media, and many people uh, have no access, especially in rural areas. So there's there, there's a there's a gap there in terms of information dis- dissemination to the rural populace. The the first phase we noted that uh, people did not know much about it. I think it wasn't adequately publicized. And um, when you visited some of the registration centers, there was poor signage. Some registrants had difficulties in locating the registration centers. So um, that was one of the challenges that we noted is this. And also, as we were conducting voter education in in some of the communities, we realized that um, the lack of identity documents was a major deterrent for many people to go out to register to vote. 
So we are we are happy. The second phase, uh, we are pl- applauding Zach because they're working. If you're just joining us, welcome to the program. This is The Impact on a Wednesday. We are discussing the mobile voter registration exercise. How many people have registered to vote? Have you taken part? If this was your first time this year registering to vote, it would be nice if you could send a voice note, if you could send a message, tell us how your experience was. 0731-168-045-0731. One six five zero four five. Those are the numbers in studio. We're going to take a short break now. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back after this. It's the world's best music. Back to back music. Non stop jam. Bam bam bam. So you there? Bam bam When you go talk to the book out, oh, yeah, could you walk out? Baby, I deserve an answer, and now your body be the answer, girl. When you go talk to the book out, oh, yeah, could you walk out? Baby, I deserve an answer, and now your body be the answer, gone, 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 yo. Bobby, I can the things you do, they shock my head, show you the feel, the water to my bicep.
people's station of choice. Rockin' the nation in, 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 in one voice. In one voice.
Welcome back once again to the platform on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Martha Momombe. Tonight's program is brought to you by the Zimbabwe Election Support Network. Looks like we had a little bit of a glitch with our network, uh, but thankfully, I'm glad to say that we have both our guests back online. You see, this is the problem with doing shows over the phone. This is why I always, always prefer to have guests come in studio. So, uh, Jasper and Makaita, I'm going to blame the both of you for this one. Uh, you're going to have to take the fall for this one, not me. And is it Greatly, we apologize in that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that, Martha. Not a problem. Commissioner, welcome back to the show. I was going to ask you, what is required for one to successfully register to vote in Zimbabwe? Thank you so much. Uh, uh, one has to be a citizen of, of Zimbabwe. Uh, that person has to be 18 years and above. Uh, that person has to provide the proof of residence so that they can be allocated a polling station because of what registration is polling station based. Uh, that person has to present him or herself before uh, Zimbabwe Electoral Commission registration officer so, then, so that their biometrics can also be taken and the application is received to register as a voter. Those are the requirements for anyone to be uh, uh, registered to vote in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. There's a question here, Commissioner, from one of our listeners. It reads, Hi, Martha, what constitutes a valid proof of residence when you want to register to vote? Does a letter from your employer work as proof of residence? This is a message from Chris in Gueru. If you also have questions, we have a commissioner from the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission. He can answer all of your questions questions send a message to zero seven three one one six eight zero four five um and if you must send a voice note um we'll definitely play that for you so a letter from an employer um how does that qualify thank you so much to, to be honest what we've been looking at at the moment are letters that come from hospitals uh, letters that also come from uh your banks mm-hmm. the, your, your this, this standard you know service providers uh, there's an option that is better, which is of an affidavit. Yeah. We were asking you as, 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 as a citizen of the country to say, I, I swear before that this is the address that I live from. Mm-hmm. This has been the facility that has been given to a lot of people that have issues, if you recall, in 2017. Yeah. Because a lot of people could not really find the proof of residence. Because at the end of the day, would want you to confirm to say, this is my address from a renowned source. So mm-hmm. we would encourage the public to utilize the the the, the affidavit. Yeah. But however, it's also important for them to know that if they swear before all, with their false information, mm-hmm. they're committing a, 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 an offence of, of perjury, which, which they can be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So it's important for them to say when they get that affidavit, they should put an address which exists and where they stay so that they can be added on the photos. Right? Yeah. All right. Commissioner, you, you mentioned a very interesting point that you need to, to prove truthfully prove that you live at a certain place but many people in our country are not homeowners Uh, many people rent Uh, so how do you how do you then prove that someone is lying about where they live if they have moved because if i've lived if i've lived in in borodal for seven years and i somehow move and i'm now in marlborough or in bluff hill and at the point of me voting it it shows that i no longer live there Am I, should I be prosecuted for lying? 
what happens is that we, that's the reason why we've got this uh, voter inspection which is continuous mm. the person who can actually argue to say you are no longer residing at this place is a person who is a resident of that area who can say I've, I've got an issue that uh, Mamombe is not no longer staying in this area mm-hmm. and that person not, you know, provides an affidavit to the commission that I've got an objection mm. to this person saying that they live at this address but however the person also provides for people to vote in areas of their way where they have interest that's the reason why I can see that someone can stand uh, as, as a member of parliament in an area where they don't reside mm. because they can show that I have, I have interest in this area and these are these are my interests they can do that so it's not really up to the commission to say we need to follow you when you register to vote to say is this this address where you're residing from yeah but however it's up to the to the citizen of this country because the law has got that provision to say if someone has got an objection they say that this person is registered under this address but he never existed and i don't think they should be staying here then they can prove it yeah zero seven three one one six eight zero four five that's our whatsapp studio number send your questions how was it for you when you went to register to vote uh, for me it was back in 2018 so very easy five minutes i'm not sure what it's like nowadays but um from the looks of it it's more efficient than it was before just make sure if you're sending a voice note don't swear uh don't say anything uh foul so just make it make sure it's clean i I have a messenger that's 49 50 seconds long i will definitely play that later on commissioner if you are to do a post-mortem of the first phase how would you describe it was the process as successful as you had hoped it would be we're just coming out of a two years of doing just the basics going to work going home going to work going home so many democratic and civil processes were put on hold was there sufficient dissemination of information to get people to respond um in the first phase just as we were getting out of a dangerous covid19 wave thank you so much what i what i'll tell you is that we registered around eighty-six thousand new voters and they think almost close to 60 something thousand on the transfers mm. uh, which was not really a number that expected considering you know the social media hype in terms of the yeah, the commission yeah. to conduct voter registration this is also but something also that i don't understand yeah it also speaks a lot in terms of the people that are really active on social media for, in, for information actually that some of the studies that we've been doing run into some strips to see the content that is really committing a lot about the election, elections in this country to see their source of uh, source ips to say is it zimbabwe is it foreign you'd be shocked to see that majority of them over 50 percent are even foreign and not even local here so what it means it means what you see on social media and what you see on the ground at times is totally different we expected to register around 200,000 or even more because of the hype that we've had to an extent that you know very well that we've also been aging you know civil society and political parties not incentivized voter registration that's the reason why in the previous bleach you know we ended up uh, ended up ended up having some people doing double registrations because the incentives provided to them but what we're saying as a commission is that i think we had our teams on the ground we followed our itinerary we did a lot of massive pro voter education programs on community radios on social media and reaching out to relevant stakeholders because remember to vote or to register to vote in zimbabwe is not mandatory we as a commission which we have to use the persuasive way to ensure that we engage the community and mobilize them to ensure that they register to vote however some had issues to do with their identity documents mm-hmm. but i think since we have heard that the rg has started the id blades and that's the provision i think uh, the first of, of, of april which makes that uh, when our guys are on the ground on 11 those were issues to do with identity documents even those that received you know death certificates for their relatives who they want them to be maybe removed from the voters so they should utilize 
with this uh, move of voter registration please, to ensure that they also uh, have, uh, you know, uh, some of these issues ironed out. And also, what I can tell you is that there were more men who registered to vote than women, uh, more male than female in the first phase of the voter registration please. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't know if I should be disappointed that women are not going out there to register and vote. But what would you attribute uh, this disparity to? More men uh, going out to register and vote. I have my own perceptions and, you know, I, I, I don't want to say that. But what would you say are the reasons why women are, are less? And, and yet we constitute 52% of the population. Explain that to me, Commissioner. I think also it's also issues to do with you know internal democracy within our political players to ensure that also women are also very active in terms of contesting some of the you know parliamentary seats, local authorities. Because if you look at even the, the previous statistics on those contesting in the by elections, you can also see that women were very on the low end. And also there's a lot of misinformation about segregating elections, that which is actually causing a lot of voter apathy. Uh, at times, you know, as a commission would say that if you are a stakeholder who is also willing to contest in this process, if you discredit the process that you are beneficiary to, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot because the people that you're telling that uh, this process is not proper are the same people you want to encourage to register to vote. So that is also causing a lot of water, but which shows both a confusion, which we think that when we engage as, as, as stakeholders or players in politics, should come, you know, in an area where real issues are addressed to say, this is a key issue, can you address it as a commission? This is a key issue, then the commission can respond. But however, some players will think that uh, blowing things out of proportion, some that are not even relevant, or smaller allegation. I'll tell you that I think if people would find an entity of electoral commission, they would say, it's getting a valid paper to read. But that's <laughs> not the reality of things, simply because of this perception that you've been building in people. We uh-huh. need to, to, you know, to demystify the commission. It's not only the commission's duty to do that, but yeah. including the players in the political sector, in the civic society, to ensure that we educate the people and tell them the correct information. For your own information, I'll tell you, mm. Zimbabwe is one of the most transparent electoral processes in the world. Mm -hmm. And this is according to, to whom? This is according to the, 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 the engagements that we do even at, at SADC, ECF. Some of the observers yeah. that have come into this country, the Chile, that use the moment they're doing these things far ahead of what we do in our own countries. Recently, okay. we attended the ECF SADC uh, summit in Lusaka, Zambia. They were very much impressed on our previous, you know, by-elections, even the previous 2018 elections, mm-hmm. in terms of the, 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 the level that we have done in terms of uh, conforming to international standards. So and, you're and saying that the... The competitiveness of our electoral process is far much better than any other country in SADC. Is that what you're saying? Not really in SADC, but it's competitive because remember that the, for this process to be transparent, they have to be in line with the laws that they have mm. in their respective countries. But for Zimbabwe, they see that our system is very transparent. All right, fair and fine. Uh, what have been the major hiccups from the voter registration exercise and how do you plan to address them? And the, the major voter registration hiccups, I think, generally have issues to do with the low voter turnout, which we're actually trying to intensify our voter education. We have sent out voter educators on the ground from uh, last week on Friday to ensure that they educate the masses to say our voter registration uh, centers will be these specific areas on this day so that people can actually present themselves there and register to vote or transfer or notify the commission of a deceased, issues like that. So we look forward to a lot of voter education to 
intensified. We look at more programs on community radios to ensure that we reach out to the masses. We also look at how we can engage those in rural communities because we believe those are very far away from our registration centers vis-a-vis those who are almost in very urban areas or urban areas because that's where our districts and our provincial offices are. So we're also looking for a program which is going to be really uh, pushing and advocating for more people to utilize this uh, voter registration link. All right, Makaita, let me also rope you into the conversation. Thank you so much for being patient. I want to have an understanding. Uh, the commissioner raised something that's maybe worrying for me as, as a journalist and also as a woman, that there were less women who went to register and vote. What would you attribute this to? And as civil society, I'm sure that you are you are um, trying to scratch your heads and figure out how, how you can work with authorities to encourage more women to go out there and vote. But what would you say are some of the reasons apart from those that were mentioned by the commissioner? Um, thank, you. thank you very much, Mother. I think um, one of the major reasons uh, why women, less women had to go out and register to vote is the issue of gender roles. We know, especially in rural areas, um, the roles of women, like this is the time of going to the field, They'll be doing food work, uh, come back, do the the household calls and everything. So mostly they wouldn't find time to go to the registration centers and, and, and register to vote. Like I said, we, we had the chance to move around uh, observing the phase one of the BVR bliss. And we would find more, most women in the fields, cultivating in the fields, weeding and, 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 and so on. So for them to then spare time to go out to the residence centers, to them it could it might not be a priority due to the schedules that they have in their homes. All right, zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. There's a message here from one of our listeners. It reads, "Hi, Martha. Vajinji vedu tinoroja sakajukuzonzi afi David isujunoneza, and we're in the informal sector. So I am my own employer and my own." landlord so to speak saka who must vouch for me that i stay where i stay and i work where i work please ask the commissioner for me um this is a message from uh, babatanaka babatanaka thank you for your contribution uh commissioner what do you say to that what what i'll say is that the, the simplest way of providing a proof of residence is the affidavit I'm just wondering why would they want any other letter? Because an affidavit only requires yourself. If uh, one of our officers, an elected officer, is a commissioner of votes, you write it before him and sign it before him and you endorse it and you put an address where you say you are staying and that is taken as your proof of residence and you are registered to vote and you ask where which poly, you are allocated a polling station to that. I don't see much need to really rope in a, a local authority till one or employees or other because mm-hmm. the affidavit is the easiest thing. I think if they remember very well in 2017, the issue to do with the proof of evidence. They need to understand how the affidavit works. And maybe another thing that I also raised to you is that uh, it's important for people who are going to register to vote to look at the slip yeah. that is printed to them to check if all the details that are there reflect what they said to the voter registration officer mm-hmm. so that they don't have issues whereby some there is a mispost, maybe the polling station that has been allocated, you're going to say this is not the polling station that I was expecting. But we, since we're a literate nation, we should be able to look into it and to read it where you think that there is an error, ask the voter registration officer to say, I think you've made an error, can you please adjust this? This is where I want it. My proof of residence, it should be this should be my district, this should be my provinces. We had some 
problems in 2017 when we, you know, registered people because there were a lot of, uh, you know, some misposts for some people. I think uh, uh, we make that in the 2018 report. So we also want to encourage the public to ensure that they look into that sleep to ensure that the details are correct. Mm, absolutely. 0731168045. Keep your messages and your comments coming. We have a few more minutes before we conclude uh, the program. Uh, let me ask you, Makaita, what issues have come up the most in your community outreach initiatives, whether it's conducting voter education or just observing the process itself? Thank you very much, Martha. Um, as we were observing, especially the phase, the, the phase one of the Bivara Blitz, um, like I said, um, there was low turnout in most registration centers that we that we visited. And we also noted that they there is evident um, lack of knowledge or lack of information in terms of voter registration. Uh, one of the centers that we visited, someone came with a driver's license to come to register to vote. So it was a clear indication that they don't have much information um, in terms of uh, voter registration requirements. And especially in rural areas, I think there is a gap uh, in terms of information. We need to come up with strategies on how we can reach out to rural to the rural populace. They don't have much information in terms of voter registration. And also the issue of IDs. We are happy uh, the, the, the phase two of the Bivera Bliss. Uh, Zeki is working end in end with the RHS office in the issuance of IDs. And I think this will kind of bring an improvement in terms of the numbers of people who are going to register to vote. All right, more messages coming in from our listeners. This one reads, Hi, Martha, is Zek run by the military? Can you ask the commissioner for me, please? Thank you. Another one here says, uh, Martha, Ka, this guy is not serious. Kiki, kiki. Okay. Uh, another one here says, Good evening, relevant discussion indeed. Can I please get a list of the required proof of residence documents from the Zek commissioner? Another one here says, uh, please ask the commissioner why they're not putting in as much effort as they did in 2018 before the elections. I feel that their information dissemination services leave much to be desired. Okay, so commissioner, I don't know if you want to address any of those questions. Thank you so much. What I would, what, what I would tell you, maybe the, the last question is that uh, in 2018, remember, the voter through was run under the Registrar General. So it moved to the Zimbabwe Electro. So when we... Commissioner? Are you there? Okay. Uh, it looks like he's doing something. All right, let me read more. The voters should speak. However, maybe that may... Uh-oh. Looks like we have lost the commissioner. But anyway, we will still continue with uh, the conversation. As proof of uh, residence. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're just joining the program, this is The Impact on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Martha Mamombe. And tonight's program is episode 3 out of 13. So we still have 10 more to go. I do hope that you can stay with us throughout the entire series. Tonight, we are discussing the importance of citizens' participation in the biometric voter registration blitz. Commissioner, are you still there? 
Oh, looks like he's gone. All right, I want to play a, a voice note from one of our listeners. I hope, I hope, I hope I will be able to do that. But um, maybe we should go on a break. I should try to call the commissioner again. And then we'll do our closing remarks. So stay with us. Stay right there. I'll be right back just now. I'll be back. to the impact for a third time i can't believe i'm saying this uh, but uh, thank you so much for tuning in so many messages unfortunately i won't have time to read or play any of the voice notes but i can assure you that next weekend i'll start uh, next week i'll start by playing all the voice messages that came in today so commissioner it's good to have you back on the line you see this is why i was telling you earlier that you just need to come to studio Yes, I think maybe I'll just go straight into the point so that when something happens... Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll say that the Mobile Electoral Commission is an independent commission which was established according to Section 238 of the Constitution of Zimbabwe. So we are independent commission. We make the decisions as commission. There's no military interference in anything that we do. We do always the way we see here and we, 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 we check with the law. And also, for your information, Zimbabwe Electoral Commission is no serving uh, member of the military. All of them are resigned. They're actually very less than this, far less than 10% in terms of their numbers in the commission because there's no law which says if someone is served as a mess, should not be employed as a commissioner. If someone is served as a, as a, as a soldier, is qualified 
to be able to, to suit a specific position within the commission should not get that job. There is nothing that stops the commission from that. So I would say that uh, it's also misled in terms of uh, people's perception on that. Why? Because an independent commission, we know very well the dynamics and the development that have been happening in the electoral processes in this country from 1980 to date. So it's also important for people to take cognizance of that. I also want to check to the public that uh, the commission will be open during the holiday, this uh, festive holiday, the Easter holiday, and uh, we would want people to come and register for vote. All our stations will be open. Our secretaries, our staff will be working uh, for out today from 7 to 5. Please come and register your, to vote. Your vote is your right. All right. And just lastly, what documents does one need to register to vote in the country? They need to bring in their ID, their identity documents, either a valid passport or an ID, and also a proof of residence, which can be a bill from a hospital, from a bank, or from a non-organization, or they can actually submit an affidavit with this sort of in terms of the address that they have, and then they present themselves before uh, the voter registration officer. We also want to encourage people to check their voter registration details using star 265 hash on Econet and Net1 uh, to check your, your voter registration details at the polling station allocated weekends you can approach the commission office. And also for those you want to, to educate them, the, the public not to register twice, if you want to transfer, you should indicate that I need to transfer. If you are already in the voter, so there's no reason for you to register twice, even though in a rural community and you see someone who's not connected online and you want to register. We we'll encourage people to check the test before they register. All right. Lastly, what what is that short code that you said? You said it so fast I couldn't get it down. Star? The short code is star 265 hash. Star 265 Wait. hash. Yes, on Econet and Net1. All right. All right, Commissioner, thank you so much for your time. Any closing remarks, anything you'd like to say before we conclude? No, we would want to assure the public that the Mobile Electoral Commission is there to provide free, free fair, credible elections. We would engage with all the stakeholders to ensure that the people's vote is secured and maintained. Your vote is safe with the Commission. Let's come and register to vote. Let's engage with the Commission. Let's also act and follow the commission social media pages for voter education to be equipped with the correct information on electoral processes in this country. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you to uh, Makaita Shumba, although we've lost her, but thank you so much for your expertise and your time. Commissioner, thank you. I appreciate your time. Next time, I would ask that you come in studio. I would, uh, <laughs> I would insist. <laughs> no, I get it. it uh, we wish everyone to enjoy the, the, the holiday. Yeah. Mm. Are you registered to vote, by the way? I'm registered to vote. <laughs> I will be talking as a commissioner. Just making sure. electoral process in this country. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm also yeah. registered to vote, so that's good. Ah, then that makes two of us. Yeah, that makes two of us. All right, so uh, I wish you a happy Easter. Stay safe, stay blessed, and uh, continue to do the work that you are doing. See you and talk to you next time. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. So this program has been brought to you by the Zimbabwe Election Support Network. It is a partnership between ZFM and uh, ZESNI to bring you these very informative and educational programs. Thank you so much to everyone that participated. Um, as always, our WhatsApp number is 73 uh, Keep that number saved in your phone. So next week, we will continue with episode four of our 13 part series. I'm your host Martha Mamombe. Until next week good night, stay safe, remember to register to vote and also the commissioner said star 265 hash 
star 265 hash that's the short code that you dial on your ekinet or net one line to see if you're registered to vote get vaccinated uh, stay safe and remember to register to vote until next time it's good night from me stay safe bye-bye the platform step up and speak out Summer, summer.